the Special Strength Fitness Podcast, where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. Welcome to episode 20. Now, for those of you who have listened to episode 19, I'll let you know that I'm recording this episode on the same night as episode 19. So it's the same night that I injured my adductor muscle, my inner thigh muscle on the left leg. So bear with me as I get through this episode. Uh, If you do hear me straining a little, that's just me dealing with the pain because that's kicked up to 11 at this point. All right. Today, we're going to talk about the truth about toning and selective fat loss. These are probably the two most common questions I get, especially from female clients. The first thing when I ask my female clients, you know, what is your goal is to lose a little bit of weight. The second thing usually comes about in the form of toning. They've heard this term before and they're using it to basically tell me they want to have a leaner physique. The third thing they usually ask me, you know, I I have these special areas, these specific areas, and I want to lose fat in those specific areas only, right? A lot of them really want to zero in on those special areas. Let's Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about that because I want to dispel some of the myths that are out there about this and really give you the most important things you need to know so you can understand what it is you're talking about and have a better realistic expectation from your training cycle the next time you go and get a coach or a personal trainer to help you reach your goals. Okay, first of all, What is toning? When most people, men or women, talk about toning, they're really referring to a lower body fat, lean physique look. It's a look that movie stars have. It's a look that everybody wants. You know, you want a great example of this. Look at um, uh, the movie Troy. When you see the physiques in that movie, they aren't buff or, or built like a bodybuilder necessarily. The word that's best used to describe that is a toned physique, right? You look at Brad Pitt's physique there. He's not super bulky, super muscular. He is muscular, but he's lean, very low body fat percentage. And that's what most people refer to as toning. This particular word, um, it's it's such a misunderstood word because a lot of women especially think that toning is it's a special kind of thing. It's a special kind of process to tone your body. It really isn't. Let me tell you how toning actually works. Biologically speaking, Toning requires two things, muscle size, so your muscles have to be big enough to be displayed, and low body fat percentage. That's literally all it is. That's what toning is. So the next time you think about, oh, I want to tone my abs or I want to tone my thighs, what you're really telling yourself is you want to drop your body fat percentage overall, and you want to have enough musculature in those particular areas for them to look good. Generally for women, toning involves having curves. Toning involves having that low body fat percentage but still having some curves. For men, they tend to use a different word for the same thing. They tend to use the word shredded or ripped or jacked. They mean slightly different things when you get into the nitty-gritty details in the in the training and fitness world. But at the at the end of it, they are essentially referring to the fact that you're referring to a person with low body fat percentage and good muscle mass underneath that to make it look good, right? Imagine somebody who has a low body fat percentage but doesn't have good musculature built up underneath it. The term for that kind of a person is usually skinny fat. They look skinny, right? They may have lower body fat than your average obese individual nowadays. However, they don't look like, you know, a movie star would. They don't look like a a professional athlete would. They just look skinny. Whereas somebody who's toned or who's lean or jacked or ripped, whatever your word is, pick your word, they are going to look significantly better, objectively speaking, because they have the musculature underneath that can now show off itself with low body fat percentage. So that's what toning is. 
So ladies and gents, if you want to tone yourself, if you want to tone your body, two simple process, get your diet under control, get that body fat percentage as low as you can, okay, safely as you can. That's number one. Number two, most of us have enough musculature underneath to look decent. But if you want to look even better, strength train, put some muscle on your frame. Men, when you put muscle on your frame, you guys know you look amazing, right? Mus musculature on men, when you grow that, it just looks good. Women, when you train to gain muscle, you are not going to bulk up. I'm going to repeat this because it's so important. When you train for muscle gain, you are not going to bulk up, okay, the same way men do. Men have a lot of hormonal cascading signals that allow for us to get bigger, to have a lot more muscle mass on, your, on our system. When you train your muscle, ladies, you don't have the same signaling to re and the same hormones and the same chemicals in your body to grow like men do unless, and I know you're going to bring this up with the bodybuilding, you know, fitness industry as it is now, unless you are taking drugs externally. So, you know, women who are super jacked, you know, who've got amazing musculature, very similar to men, they are injecting themselves with chemicals. They're injecting themselves with, with compounds and steroids and things that are not necessary for the average person, okay? If you're planning to bodybuild and compete in that physique realm, yes, you may have to go down that road to be competitive. But if you're the average individual who's just looking to look better, feel better, you know, just feel better about how they look and, and fit in their own skin, you don't need any of that. And you won't have to go down that road. As long as you strength train and try to build a little bit of muscle, ladies, you're going to look phenomenal. Because one of the things you naturally have is your skeletal system as it is, is a little bit different than men. So when you drop that body fat percentage and put some muscle on you, you not only look leaner, i.e. toned, you also have natural curves that are going to be able to come out and show off themselves. It won't happen if you if you avoid strength training. That's just not going to work. I've worked with so many people who had a difficult time understanding this concept that to look better, you need to really concentrate on building muscle, putting some muscle on your frame. Not only is it going to make you look better, it's going to actually help you with your body fat percentage because muscle is an active tissue, which means it consumes calories all the time. It needs calories all the time to for uptake. So if you have more muscle mass on your body now than you did, say, a year ago, you are going to be leaner now than you were a year ago as long as you maintain your diet, right? That's the key. When I say diet here, I'm not talking about always being in a calorie deficit. Also, this is the second layer of it. Being in a calorie deficit isn't your diet. Your diet is what you eat, your eating habits. That's your diet. People use the word diet to refer to a calorie deficit, but don't make that mistake because your diet should be your regular eating lifestyle. Okay, When you want to compete or you want to drop weight for an event or a wedding or something's coming out, photo shoot, and you want to really get down lower body fat, yeah, you can go on a calorie deficit diet and do that and try to hit a specific body fat percentage. But otherwise, your diet, your normal everyday diet should help support the physique that you want. So in your case, ladies, if you want to have that toned look, you've got to build a muscle. And in the kitchen, you've got to prep your food in a way where it's conducive to dropping excess body fat. Now, what happens if you're somebody who's naturally on the skinnier end of things? Well, in your case, your concentration would be a little bit more in the gym where you would really push harder to put a little bit of muscle mass on you. Most people, most women who have a lower body fat percentage, if they end up putting a little bit of muscle mass on them, immediately they start transforming their look. They start looking better, objectively speaking. And this is what my clients have told me as well, that they think that's a better look, right? 
Again, I understand, you know, psychologically, there's so many different things going on here. Some people consider the skinny look better. Some people consider the muscular buff look better. Some women prefer the toned look better. So I, I get it. It's subjective. But objectively speaking, if we're just judging it by the standards that are set forward by the fitness industry nowadays, if you want that lean, but slightly muscular, slightly muscular, athletic, you know, young look, you are going to have to drop that body fat percentage. And that comes from the kitchen. If you are really overweight, Okay, the best course of action for you to look lean, if you're a woman, focus on your diet, get the habits, the lifestyle habits, uh, habits under control that are conducive to you now dropping the body fat percentage and begin strength training with the goal of getting stronger. Okay, don't worry about the muscle mass right now, just get stronger. The muscle mass will come with the strength. Okay, I say this because when you start training for strength rather than just a look, and this applies to everybody, then average, overweight, whatever your situation is. When you start training for strength, you're training for an objective. You have an objective in mind, okay, I want to be able to bench press half my body weight or uh, squat two times my body weight, whatever your goal happens to be. That keeps you going back to the gym. That keeps you motivated. That's going to keep you coming back again and again and again and being consistent with your training. And that's going to help you way more to get the results you want than somebody who's just looking for a look and then they have one bad day or they have you know, one day where things don't look the way they're kind of imagining it should along a certain point, and they just start to just give it up. Keeping yourself motivated really starts with planning. Plan it ahead of time. Train for strength, and with the strength will come the muscle mass. But once you reach a certain point where you've dropped some body fat percentage and you've built up some basic level strength, and now you're ready to be challenged some more, start transferring your training more towards muscle building. And you can cycle this in and out throughout the year. So what I usually do with my clients is I almost always start them off with a strength building phase because I need to make sure their joints are able to take the training over the long period of time. So let's build the strength now. Then when we get to a certain strength threshold and I test them for these things, then I say, okay, now let's focus a little bit more on getting quote unquote toned, i.e. building more muscle mass. So we start shifting our training and our diet to help with that while maintaining our our, our our eyes on the goal of dropping body fat because at the end of the day you could have great muscle tone under, underneath all the body fat you can have you know great musculature underneath but if your body fat is high like it happens to with most people nowadays you just won't see all that hard work show up now fellas let's switch over to you if you want that lean jack wolverine hugh jackman look there's no way around it you've got to put some muscle mass on you okay and typically with a body fat you're going to want to drop it as well but keep this in mind when you are gaining muscle mass, right, to put muscle mass on you, you need to be in a calorie surplus, which means you need to be eating a little bit more calories than your average maintenance calories to give yourself the positive nitrogen balance in your body with enough protein to let the muscles grow. If you start doing a calorie deficit diet and you're trying to basically cut the body fat and gain muscle at the same time, is it possible? Yes, it is, but it ha it's a very unique situation that only a few people can pull off depending on your training age, training experience, your genetics. There's a lot of factors that go into it. So for me to say blanket statement that yes, you can, you know, gain muscle, drop body fat at the same time, eh, it's better to focus on one of these goals as a major goal and keep the other one as a minor goal and then start transitioning to the other one as time goes on. So for fellas, usually, again, I'll start off with a strength base. We build a strength base. We start to get the habits in place to make your lifestyle, your diet, something you can do and something that's conducive to your goals. Then we start working on what's the plan. You've got a basic level of strength. We've tested it. You're good to go. It's been four to six weeks. Great. Now, where do you want to go first, right? Depending on your lifestyle, you may need to do 
a, a bulk in, in bodybuilding circles basically what that means is you go on a calorie surplus and you're only focused then is to put on muscle mass i don't like to do just a bulk by itself coming from an athletic background and someone who cares about your life beyond the look beyond the physique you know in the long term i like to do more of a conjugate style training where you're not only just working on building that muscle mass but also you know building some strength building some functional capabilities along with it now this is where it's super critical to make sure your nutrition is dialed in if your nutrition is dialed in, this process goes so much easier, so much faster. I'll give you an example. Episode 19, the last episode where we talked about training small for big results. If you guys go through it and I talk about, you know, the last couple of months of my life, I've been absolute hell. I've been just completely sedentary, sitting in front of a computer 18 to 20 hours a day, legitimate, like I'm not lying. Sleep is completely screwed over. Like I'm, <laughs> it's just not been the greatest thing for me. But before that, prior to these two months, when I was training regularly and hitting the gym, and I've said this before in my podcast, it takes me about four to five weeks before I start seeing changes. So when I start training in the gym regularly, I have to be consistent. And if I'm consistent, the four, first four to five weeks, I'll see the strength gains start to come on, but I really won't see any physical changes. But something weird about week five or week six or sometimes week seven, it's like a switch gets flipped and my body says, okay, time to drop it. And immediately I can see the, the weight starts coming off, the body fat starts coming off. So that's just my own personal way that my body likes to go through these things and the way I train. And, you know, it's just to say that building that strength base also gives you that time to assess, okay, how does my body respond to certain things? So me personally, when I do powerlifting or when I used to do powerlifting, I'll, you know, try deadlifting 500 pounds and all of that stuff, my body soaked that stuff up. I loved it. I, I learned from that process that, oh my God, my body, the way I am, the way my mechanics are, I, it loves powerlifting. I had, you know, biceps, you know, they were probably the best ever. My abs were trying to show, even though my calories were you know, really high, I was in a calorie surplus because I was so focused on strength gains uh, rather than, you know, focusing on cutting down. And oddly enough, that's the time when I looked the best, physically speaking, in the last, you know, let's say 10 years, because my body just loved that particular style of training. Now, did that last? No. Over a long period of time, your body gets used to it. So my body got used to powerlifting style training, and then it just didn't respond to the same way. So I had to switch it over. When I started to switch over to an athletic style training again and training more strength endurance based, oh, that made a huge difference because now my body was like, okay, this is a challenge. I'm not used to it. Great. So I saw another big boost in results. So the point is you have to train that strength base first. And then you have to assess and see, okay, where do I want to go with this? And based on where you want to go with it first or which you know, particular goal, your fat loss versus muscle gain, you want to focus on a bit more, it's going to dictate how your diet and your training is structured. Let's switch, uh, you know, the topics to selective fat loss. Uh, I said I'll talk today about toning and selective fat loss. Selective fat loss, guys, uh, ladies and gents, it, it's a myth, okay? And when I say it's a myth, most people think selective fat loss along these lines. Client comes to me, they said, okay, MTS, you know, I, I want you to train me. Uh, I, I really, you know, I have this problem around my midsection, the spare tire, right? Guys usually typically have this issue, right? I have the spare tire. I just want to get rid of it before Christmas because I'm seeing my family, blah, 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 etc. I'm going to propose to my fiance, what have you. Great. Usually I'll ask them my regular questionnaires about their lifestyle, but then I start asking them about their psychology because I want to find out what thought process is leading you to think just about the spare tire, the gut, just the gut region. Because remember, selective fat loss is not a thing. You can influence fat loss early or later in different parts of your body, depending on hormonal profiles and, you know, certain things, you know, Charles Poliquin's methods are geared towards working with that kind of hormone, understanding of hormonal patterns to, to quote unquote, selectively uh, drop fat in different places. 
but it, it's it's not an exact science and it doesn't apply for most people especially if you're not a trained athlete or if you're if you're not competing in bodybuilding or something like that because it, it, that's a very high level of thinking and again scientifically it's not really a thing you can't just say i want to lose fat around my thigh and that's it right it comes down to full body fat you have to target your whole body as a unit and look at selective strategies to help bring the body fat levels down. This is where your psychology comes into play. Your lifestyle comes into play. What kind of nutrition are you doing, right? That's key. If you can dial down your nutrition, if you can come to an understanding of what phase of life you're in, how much can you commit to training and eating the way you need to be eating, then yes, we can target fat loss. But remember, everybody loses fat differently a little bit, right? Some of, some of my clients have lost the fat around their belly first. That's the first thing you notice right away. When they start getting to that fat loss phase, that melts away easy. Other clients, that's the last one to go, like absolute last one, right? For me, it's like my tricep area. Like I, I, can, I can train that thing to, till the cows come home and I can eat well till the cows come home, but really <laughs> my, my upper arm just tends to just hold on to it. My upper back tends to hold on to a lot of the fat. Where I see the, the first change is actually my quads in my quad region, my thighs, my legs. One of the last places I see it is around my midsection and around my glutes. This took me years of trial and error and kind of observing things to figure out, okay, oh, this is sort of my general pattern. Can that change? Of course it can. Your hormone profile can change. Your diet changes can make, make a difference, right? Like I said, Charles Poliquin, a very well-known trainer who's passed away, um, his methods relied on looking at different modalities like this and, and manipulating different training and diet factors to get you, quote unquote, as close to selective fat loss as you can. Like I say, though, it's not an exact science. It's very unique to you. And until you put some time in the gym, put some time in with a coach who can observe you and make the observations about yourself, don't chase selective fat loss. It doesn't exist. If you think you need to lose fat in a certain part of your body, what you're really saying is you want to lose fat, period. That's it. End of story. All right, guys, I want to keep this one a very short podcast. I hope that helps clear up some things about toning, selective fat loss. As we gear up and, and go towards November, it's October 22nd today, as we go towards November, I realize we're coming to the end of the year, and this is when you have a lot of the New Year's resolutions. All the coaches, myself included, will have plans out. We'll have training and coaching opportunities out for you guys. So when you go into this season, when you're about to make that change in your life and get into coaching and training and, and start losing weight and, and look better, feel better, get stronger, I want you to go in there with better knowledge, with better understanding of what it is you should be looking for. Because just saying you want toning because you saw somebody on Hollywood access talk about, oh, yeah, we do a lot of toning, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 that's not good enough. Be specific. What do you want from your body? What do you want to look like? And understand that toning and selective fat loss, they're not exactly what you think they are. What, what you see in the media is not what it is. Understanding these things and walking into your New Year's resolution with this information will just make it better for you. And you'll be better prepared to understand the reality of what it takes to get to the goal you're looking for. All right, guys, hope that was informative. Uh, thank you for joining me again and look forward to the next episode. Until next time, stay strong, be kind to one another, take care of yourself, and I'll see you then.